W. Martinez. Go ahead and follow me on Twitter at Remso101. That's R-E-M-S-O-101. Follow me on Twitter there. Th- thank you all for you know tuning in tonight to the Remso Republic. I'm a, I'm a little bit tired. I'm a little bit under the weather, but you know, when there's a lot going on, life doesn't slow down. I can't necessarily take breaks either, especially when it comes to bringing you the best content out there. As always, we are trending on the iTunes top charts for news and politics. Wonder why? Because I, I've genu- I've genuinely been thinking about that because I, I spoke to somebody from NPR that does one of the NPR podcasts, and they actually have a pretty big budget towards that stuff. Not towards the podcast section, since that doesn't make them money, but they, they still have a lot more going for them than I do. And I was thinking about that, and it's like, you know, why why me? Maybe it's because most of these I'm a lot more energetic. Uh, energ- energetic. See, I can't even speak tonight. I forgot who I was talking to this morning again because I'm like running on like five cups of coffee and I'm in the middle of a imminent crash. But somebody described me as an audiobook on steroids. I think that's a compliment. I think I'll have to wait for time to tell me if it is. But as always, we've got a lot to talk about. And I kind of want to just focus on Virginia because I know a lot of you aren't really, you know, in the state of Virginia, but I think this shows another reason why we're trending. It's because I go ahead and I bring up the things that might not necessarily pertain to you right now necessarily, but the themes, the topics, the issues at hand transcend what's just going on here. And it echoes throughout the country. And sometimes it echoes throughout the world. And I don't know, NPR might have the money, but I think I've got the better content, especially when it comes to the conversations. But in Virginia right now, we're about to face another election cycle because the, the it's the pain that just keeps on giving. And uh, it's it's kind of odd because I it reminds me of the, like the last cycle. We've got another Republican I'm just really not jazzed about. And we have some guy who's basically Rob Sarvis 2.0 running. And believe it or not, in 2017, even though he's on the ballot and people like him and he's got a following and he's very legitimate, he still can't debate. Maybe I'm just tired of this shit. Maybe it's just something that we need to give up talking about. I want to go ahead and bring in our guest. Maybe he's a lot more awake than I am right now. He's the current chairman for the Libertarian Party of Virginia, and hopefully he could shed some, you know, shed some light on a little bit of the stupidity I see right now. Ladies and gentlemen, Bo Brown. Bo, thanks for joining the program. Always I'm, I'm on like my seventh cup of coffee now, so this this should be good. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about, but man. Just, just give me the skinny. Why, why the hell are they not letting him debate? Because I mean, honestly, like this, I feel like I, I feel like we've been arguing this for years, and even though everyone knows this is a sham, 
no one just wants to give up the sham. It's like they just keep shamming us. And I, I'm at the point where it's like, I, this, this is, but this is just bullshit. <laughs> I couldn't agree more, my man. I couldn't agree more. Um, you know, there's a couple of factors that go into it. Um, uh, you, you know, back in 13 and 14, when Rob was running, um, you know, there there was uh, a few of the universities were holding hosting some of these debates and they um, had offered to reach out to the Libertarian Party and, and, and ask Rob if he'd be, in, in, um, you know, involved in these debates. And obviously we said yes. And and uh, as soon as the, the Democrats and the Republicans in those respective races found out, they pulled out. Um, so, you know, they're scared of us. That's the reality of it. I mean, you know, it's the same reason Ed Gillespie didn't, didn't show up to any of his camp, any, uh, campaign events with other governor candidates, uh, in the primary is because he was ahead. It's the same reason he's calling to have, you know, night. Well, I think it was 10 debates, um, you know, against Northam is because he's got to catch up in Northam. They know, everybody knows that Northam is basically, uh, the lead dog right now. Um, and so it's politics. They're just, it's playing politics. Um, you know, state sponsored primaries are how they use taxpayer dollars to, to basically get the most comprehensive polling data that you can get. You know, um, there's obviously another part of that, but state sponsored primaries are basically taxpayer dollars going towards, towards, um, you know, funding party, party, uh, functions, um, and then the other thing too, is it puts, it puts the, the, the sponsors of the, of the events in between a rock and a hard spot because they want to put on an event and for them, they're looking at this in a way that, you know, in order for them to have an event, they need at least two candidates to show up. And, and, um, you know, I, I readily invite either Dr. Northam or, or Ed Gillespie to, to be the one that stands up and actually gets on stage with Cliff, even if one of the other ones, uh, Besides that, you know, they want to take their ball and go home. But, uh, you know, it, so it, it really puts a, a lot of strain on the, the League of Women's Voters and AARP and, and you know, the Chambers of Commerce and some of these other organizations that put on put on the debates and, and actually host them. So, um, you know, there, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of problems with that because, you um, you know, I'm I'm sitting here in front of the uh, the letter I got from League of Women's Voter and AARP, and they come up with criteria to get on uh, to be invited to the debate. Um, and I will uh, quote this: um, Significant candidates are those who have made a public announcement of the intention to run, will appear on the general election ballot, have a staffed campaign headquarters office, have issued position papers have made campaign appearances and, within 45 days of the event, have registered a minimum of 15% voter support in at least one statistically significant poll conducted by news media or other independent organizations free of any ties to any political party or candidate. Um, so that's the, that's, those are the requirements, straight from the paper, uh, right, straight from their letter. Um, we we basically have every every last one of those things except for the uh, the fifty percent in the polls, and I'd argue that not a single one of those polls is done by an independent organization. Um, most of the polls are done by, uh, and we can tell how reliable those polls are by by 
them saying what a landslide the Trump Clinton uh, uh, Johnson uh, election, how that went. Um, but um, you know that's that's the thing is is we've we've sued our American Initiative has sued. Uh, the, the Commission on Presidential Debates, uh, for this exact purpose, for the 15% voter support uh, line item, and they actually just won in court here recently. So, you know, the reality is they're coming up with a lot of these arbitrary items because they know the specifics of, of what the, the environment is, and they, they know that um, it basically is just low enough that it keeps us out. Um, and that's so that they're not between a rock and a hard spot because Gillespie and, and Northam will, will want to they'll want to be on the on, on the debate stage together. But they certainly won't don't want to uh, even give an audience to the Libertarian Party uh, and what our messages and ideas are, which are, in my mind, head and shoulders above either of the two old parties. Completely agree. Uh, Bo, we're going to go ahead and take a quick commercial break, but this conversation will continue, folks. You're listening to the Remster Republic. Hang on tight. We'll be right back after this. Let's make freedom fun again. Join the Remster Republic on Patreon today. Today. Take the show on the go by subscribing to the Rims of the Republic on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, and YouTube. Don't be left out. It's time to shake up your podcast feed, folks, by subscribing to Lions of Liberty, the only libertarian variety show out there. Spend Mondays with me, Mark Clare, as I feature in-depth interviews with great names in the libertarian community and fun roundtable discussions. Electric Liberty Land with me, Brian McWilliams, every Wednesday, your weekly dose of comedy, culture, and liberty. And Felony Fridays with me, John Odermatt, where I expose injustice in the broken criminal justice system. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and at lionsofliberty.com. Hey everyone, the Johnny Rocket Launchpad is Liberty. Each week we strive to bring you the best guests in talk radio. The Johnny Rocket Launchpad delivers weekly interviews of noteworthy politicians, experts, and activists. The Johnny Rocket Launchpad is bringing the party to the Libertarian Party and launching ideas in your direction. Check us out at johnnyrocketlaunchpad.com. You can hear me, Kurt Nelson, and the beautiful Heather Nixon talk about the ideas of liberty, rock and roll. Make sure to visit libertarianwingmedia.com, where you can find articles written by libertarians all over the world on all of today's issues. Check out our podcast network with monthly and weekly podcasts. Check out our Libertarian t-shirt store with t-shirts like Make Markets Free Again and Make Markets Not War. And you too can become an author at Libertarian Wing Media and write what you want, when you want. Just email alexmerced at alexmerced.com. Thank you very much.
Folks, welcome back. We've got Bo Brown still on the line, and I've got a Red Bull. So I think, you know, things are about to get happening here. But, Bo, um, you know, continuing what we were discussing earlier, um, I mean, I it's, you know, it, it's no secret. I, I'm, a, I'm a sellout Republican these days because I want, like, honestly, like, there, there are a lot of flaws with the Republican Party. I still openly criticize them, but I... This, this is this is just me. This is just me. I, I, I can't stand the Democrats. I, I really can't. So I really wanted anyone other than Ed Gillespie as the governor's nominee. Um, I really like Denver Riggleman. I mean, he was he was my guy for a while. And I wasn't going to vote in this uh, previous Republican primary. And, you know, it's no secret, um, you know, I was going to go vote and just, you know, vote for the lieutenant governor's seat because I actually – you know, I, I like Jill Vogel. I, I think she's a great state senator. But it wasn't until I heard that, you know, Gillespie might lose to Stewart, and I'm not a big Stewart fan at all. I was like, huh, I would just want to stick it to Ed because there's really no difference between him and Ralph Northam that I could see, and I remember how bad he was in 2014. I just want to, you know, just kind of stick it to him. I voted for Corey Stewart. I did not have a single clue that Gillespie was going to screech by that by 1%. And since then, he's continued to, you know, remain being a Gillespie, uh, who's basically just not Ralph Northam. I mean, that's the only real difference. So a lot of, you know, my friends in the Republican Liberty Caucus of Virginia, you know, we're I'm, I'm talking to them. It's like, guys. Cliff needs to debate. You might be voting for Gillespie because you just don't want you don't want the Democrats to control things as much as I do. You know, we want to have a seat at the table. If Gillespie does win and he does do well, I want to be able to commend him on things. But for the most part, I just see political censorship and intellectual dishonesty. Well, you see, he can't win, Rem. So, well, no, no, duh, he can't win when he's not in the debates. And how can you have? How can you say you're the free speech people? You know, make fun of all the liberal snowflakes when you're afraid of a guy like Cliff Hira. Do I mean I? I don't get this line of like pragmatism and principle, but right now it seems like upfront intellectual dishonesty. I I, I like it, it's an it's a sham. The whole thing is smokescreen. It's it's smoke and mirrors. It's fake. I don't understand why more people don't realize this. This is flat-out freaking political censorship. Well, of course it is. Uh, free speech only only applies when it's convenient. Um, <laughs> you know, that's that's obviously what politics is. Um, you know, and I, you know, and and kind of to to, to kind of talk about the other candidates a little bit. Um, you know, Dr. Northam, I mean, I've, I've sat down with Ralph and I've talked directly with him, you know, on a few occasions. And, um, you know, I think a lot of his messaging that's coming across right now is, is not is not what he truly believes. I think a lot of it is what the Democrats are, are pushing out there. You think um, he did it to just, you know, out out leftist Perriello. Yeah, well, and that that's, you know, Perriello got involved because, you know, I mean, Northam, you know, Dr. Northam actually had said to me at one point, he said, you know, every time I take one of those political quiz, I, I come up libertarian. And, um, you know, and, and yet, you know, a lot of his messaging has been, it's kind of been bastardized to a degree because of the Periello race. And, and this is, this is, you know, the controlled messaging and the identity politics that the Democrats are, are really pushing. And that's, 
you know, that's what they find successful. And, and, and well, I, I would argue it's not really that successful, but, um, you know, it, that's what their strategy is from a messaging standpoint. And, and then, you know, Ed Gillespie is, is, I mean, establishment Ed, I mean, let's be honest. He, he has no chance at winning this. I mean, the people that are really enthusiastic for Ed Gillespie are the same people that were enthusiastic for Marco Rubio. I remember it like yesterday, they're like, Oh, he's the front runner. And it's like, why isn't front runner Rubio winning any States? Why isn't front runner Rubio doing anything else? Why isn't he ever head in the polls? Gillespie lost badly last time. It wasn't by 1%. It was by like all of Northern Virginia and he, people in the South end who came out and voted for Corey Stewart. They came out and voted for Trump. They weren't even there for Ed Gillespie. Yeah, no, I mean, he, he really, you know, he, when you look at when you look at the, the Republican Party in Virginia, it's split basically four ways. There's there's multiple cracks in that dam and but it, they're vertical cracks because you've got you've got kind of the, the small L libertarians. You've got the the evangelical right. You've got, you know, the the, the warmongers and, you know, the just the elite establishment folks. And that's it's basically you're, you kind of got four different segments of the Republican Party. And, and the Democrats are, are kind of the opposite. Instead of having vertical bear lines, they have a horizontal line where there's the elite of the Democrats and then everybody else. And really, you know, really those elites do not represent any real subset of the, of the democratic followers. Um, you know, that said, uh, there's, there's so much apathy, uh, in, in, in our general population over politics, because, you know, the only thing you've heard for the last couple of weeks is Russia, this and Russia, that and Russia, all this. And, you know, I, I mean, if you don't understand that that's the ball game that and that's the playing field that that is politics, you're just naive. And, and um, you know, I think that a lot of I think that a lot of the the control uh, over the media outlet is what drives a lot of these conversations. And I think that's a big problem is that the 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 media has become they're, they're just salespeople. They're not they're not actual journalists anymore. Journalism is dead. And anybody who's a real journalist, you know, has a good shot at becoming dead <laughs> because, <laughs> because they're, they're telling the truth. And, and, you know, there's nothing truthful on Fox. There's nothing truthful on CNN because it's just a sales pitch. So, you know, I, I think that it's the direction of the messaging and I just don't see how either one of these old parties represents an, this new wave of Americans that, you know, have this this fiscal or asking for fiscal sanity and 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 socially they're they just don't care. You know, they want to they want to just be equal to everybody. And, and it seems like the elites that run both parties just don't want that. You know, they don't want a government by the people. They want a government run by the elites who are themselves. And they'd rather see another elite who's a Democrat or another elite that's a Republican in office instead of somebody who's grassroots who's going to do the right thing. Exactly. And, you know, I've got to give uh, a shout out to Ben Hickson, who's the Democrat running for 
Delegate against Nick Freitas, and obviously I'm a giant Nick Freitas fan, and this this episode's coming out after my debate with Ben Hickson, but you know, I, I, I called him out. I was kind of a jerk online because I was like, you know what, if he actually believes that his ideas are sound and he, you know, believes in a free form of ideas, come and debate me. And we debated. Well, I'm actually recording this before the debate, so we'll see if I'm still saying the same thing after that. But, you know, I got to commend him on that. If your ideas are good and if you're actually confident they're the best ideas and the people will go with it, you should have nothing to worry about. But, you know, talking about the fake news itself, um, how, how's the media treating you, the selection cycle? You've, oh, got, fantastic. Uh, you've got Terry Hurst. You've got um, I forgot who's running down in the south end of Virginia. Um, um, we've got, well, we've got Terry, um, we've got Jake Crocker. That's him. Um, uh, Jake, yeah, Jake's running here in Richmond and, um, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're very, very high on, on all of our delegate candidates that we've got running right now because we've, we've come up with a strategy that we think could really kind of blow the doors off of, of our competition because, you know, those other two parties, they've forgotten, they've forgotten what ground game looks like. You know, they're so far removed. They just throw money at everything and they forget that, you know, knocking on doors and, and showing, actually showing up to events that are going on in your district, you know, like that's real representation of your people is to understand where they're coming from, you know? And, and, you know, so we, we've picked out, you know, some, some strategic, kind of, uh, you know, races that we think that we have a really good shot at winning. Um, so, you know, that's, that's, you know, that's our focus is, is let's, let's build the, from the ground up. And, and, you know, we got incredible people like Cliff Hira, who's running for governor, who, you know, he, he's going to be the smartest guy on stage. I mean, you know, we kind of have a joke with, with about Cliff is that, the only time he's not the smartest guy in the room is when his wife's in the room with him <laughs> and you know, and, and, but, but Cliff's brilliant. I mean, Cliff and Rob both went to the same, you know, high school. It was, a, I think a governor's Th- high school Jefferson. of some sort up, yeah, yeah, up there in Northern Virginia. And, and, uh, you know, I mean, the guys, he's brilliant and, you know, we, we, we have put together an incredible policy team behind him. I mean, we're, you know, we we can compete on ideas because we have the policy people behind the campaign that can drive real policy conversations. And, and you know, I think that's where some of the libertarians, are, uh, you know, get get caught up as is, is they get real philosophical. And and then, you know, phil- philosophy is great because it's the direction. It's your it's kind of your North Star of sorts. But but, you know, reality and compromise fall somewhere short of that. So, you know, I think that that's where we as a party have got to do a lot better is say, hey, look, you know, this is this is the, 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 the uh, where we're at in terms of policy or legislation. How do we truly impact legislation and how do we drive some of the conversation towards a more libertarian angle? Exactly. Cliff, I'm sorry. Cliff is. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and say this after the commercial break. I'll keep you guys on a you know, bit of a cliffhanger. Huh? See what I did there? Not that funny. I know. Please <laughs> laugh, folks. Anyway, we'll be back right after this commercial break, and the conversation will continue right after this. Hey, it's Jen Gray with the Leading Liberty Podcast, and you're listening to Remso Republic. 
Visit oremsorepublic.com for all available content. Hey guys, Tim Preuss here, and I wanted to take a minute and invite you to stop over to PreussPodcast.com and give our show a listen. We've got in-depth commentary on the issues that matter to you. These hookers. <laughs> fucking whores are out there. These They're... hookers, man, I tell you. Yeah, that's like the most contact I've had with the hooker. Is <laughs> them yelling at them you. yelling at me on Twitter. <laughs> we break down the most pressing issues of our time. This what? large lady with, like, tight clothing on. Not appropriately linked tight clothing either. And we get the most intelligent analysis from friends of ours like Jeffrey Tucker. Uh, you pulled over engine trouble and, and what happened, what happened? Uh, I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's, uh, oh, I, oh, God. Seriously, though, we love putting on a show that both entertains and educates. We're growing and we'd be thrilled if you joined us. Check out PreussPodcast.com for more. That's P-R-E-U-S-S podcast.com. Make sure to subscribe to all the podcasts on the Libertarian Wing Media Podcast Network on Google Play, iTunes, and Stitcher, such as the Alex Merced cast, with interesting interviews with interesting people every week. Breaking progressives, spending time every week breaking down left-wing narratives and showing what's real and what's fake. Economics Why Not, a weekly look at economics and applying economic principles to daily life. Better Today, a weekly podcast where we take a look on ways to improve your life and be better today. Libertarian Commons is a podcast where we play audio from the video archives of Alex Merced from his videos dating back to 2008. Liberty Public Access, a podcast where anyone can submit an episode. Submit your episodes to Alex Merced at alexmerced.com. Have you been wanting to start your own podcast? Then subscribe to Podcast and Logging Tips and Tricks, a weekly podcast about how to host your podcast, how to produce your podcast, and how to market your podcast. We'll be adding some monthly podcasts to the lineup soon, including Make Markets Free Again, a monthly look at what's going on in markets and regulation all over the world, and the Free VST podcast, looking at free VST instruments for electronic music producers. Listen to these podcasts by going to libertarianwingmedia.com or subscribing on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. And if you enjoy the podcast, tell your friends and leave a positive review on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. America, remember the good old days. You know, like Jeff Sessions remembers. He remembers when the government could just seize your property without even taking you to trial. He thinks that you must be a degenerate because good people don't smoke marijuana. You know, like Barack Obama or a sexual pervert like William Jefferson Clinton. I remember America. Jeff Sessions, taking your stuff because he wants it.
Folks, welcome back to the final segment. We're going to get things wrapping up shortly, but I, I just want to, I want to cover something that it is bothering me a bit. I'm, I'm conflicted. Now, I, I believe in being authentic because people can smell a hypocrite 20 miles away. And, uh, you know, I don't want to ha- have people calling out at me months from now saying, oh, you lied or, oh, you sold out. So I, I believe in being authentic. But I, I made Cliff a promise when I met him after our interview. He came over to Liberty University. We spoke for a bit. I made him a promise. My promise was this. I'm going to try and give you as much exposure as I humanly can of my limited capabilities. I'll give you a platform for your ideas because I hate political censorship. And you, you, if you, you know, you'll get on the ballot. And he obviously he is on the ballot now. You deserve a place there. I want to keep that promise throughout. I do, however, you know, at the same time, tw- 2016 changed me. I thought I was kind of just, you know a little bit vicious before, but honestly, like 2016 changed me. I physically cannot take the feeling of Democrats being in charge because it seemed like all they did was, you know, they sprinted to the left as far as they could in 2016. And what the right did was the right followed. Even Gary Johnson followed. That disappointed me the most. I I honestly, like, I, I can't take the thought of the Democrats taking any seat and there have been nights you know i'm still an undecided voter i'll just go ahead and admit that i don't like ed gillespie but i you know i i'm i'm a republican now i'm working with a lot of republicans i do see a new generation of liberty-minded republicans who i can work with and we might not agree you know 100 percent. but hey if i want to go 10 miles and you're going five miles and we can get at least five miles let's get five miles and then we'll talk about the other five to get me to 10 but at the same time, I don't trust Gillespie. So it's like, I know Cliff. I know what he could do. But I also know how the odds are. Is it, it for There are a lot of people like me that aren't in the same position, but they're thinking, wow, I really like Cliff Hyra, but I can't stand the thought of Northam, or I can't stand the thought of Gillespie. There are people on the left that I know have the same problem right now because they might take that you know, world's smallest political quiz, and they might get, you know, more of a left-leaning libertarian. That guy that wants to go five miles with me, but we don't know how to get the rest of the way. Um, you know, what, what what's your, what's kind of your pitch to those people? People that are kind of the position that I'm in, because honestly, well, like, I want to vote me, for Cliff, but at the let, same time, me, I can't uh, do this, man. I'm going to burst your bubble real quick and just tell you that Ed Gillespie is not going to win the governorship. And, and, uh, people said that about know, Trump. Yeah. The guy well, from The Apprentice... The guy well, from we the don't Apprentice have an electoral college in Virginia, and this is actually a popular vote that, that wins it. So um, you're wasting your vote on the Republican. I can promise you that. At least with the Libertarian, you can break down political standards, the the, the barriers of, of entry that they've put up, um, you know, to, to change the political system. You know, when we become a major party, all of a sudden, you know, the game changes. The game changes entirely uh, for us. And, 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 you know, a lot of all the effort that we've been put putting forward, uh, you know, allows us to, to be on this in uh, basically in the same footing as them, you know. So, um, you know, I my, my thing is this. Cliff is a very, very credible candidate for governor. People who who play this this short sighted who's going to win the election this year and they vote that way. 
that's just short-sighted politics. That's all politics has become is about what's happening in the short term. And we've lost sight of the long term. That's why we have $20 trillion in debt. That's why we have unsustainable programs uh, in, in, in Ponzi schemes like Social Security. You know, we've got all of these different, you know, government functions that are all all of the decisions that's that surround these issues are all short, so short term and so short sighted because it's about who's going to win the next election. And the reality of it is, is that, you know, we need to be we need to start thinking long term again. We need to be looking at at, at you know, what we're building. And as, as, as the chair of the Libertarian Party of Virginia, you know, we're, we're looking at this as it's a 20 year game for us. This is not a, this is not what, what's happening tomorrow, but we're running credible candidates. We're, we're, we're building our infrastructure. Uh, we're the only growing party in the country. Uh, and, and the reality is, is that, you know, these old parties with their old ideas, they're going to start to fade. Um, you know, it, it, and so to, to vote, to vote for Ed Gillespie, you know, for me, that's short-sighted because you, everybody loses when you just become a follower. Um, and and that's that's the problem with politics is everybody's a follower and not many people are leaders. And, and, and uh, you know, I think that, um, you know, I think that people that people that vote not based on ideas, they're 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 voting on they're voting on what they watched on Fox News today. You know, and that's just a branding of 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 ideas, not ideas. It's they're taking an issue and they're branding it a certain way and they get people to believe it, even though those people don't actually really, truly understand the issue and the real ramifications of the issue. And when we're, you know, with us being being kind of a third lever there to be able to say, look, you know, Democrats, you're wrong on this issue. Hey, Republicans, you're really wrong on this issue. You know, then it then it's it's there's always two against one. There's always two ideas against one because, you know, it, it kind of undermines the identity politics and, and, and some of the branding of these issues uh, in ways that Americans just latch on to. Um, and and so I think for us, I think it's our opportunity is in the message because our message is the best. Um, but it but it's also about growth and, uh, you know, voting now. Uh, changes the minds of people when they say, well, you guys can't win. Well, guess what? When we get 10% this time and we get, you know, 15% the the following time and we get 20% the following time, guess what? You know, then tell me we're not legitimate. You know, we're, we're impacting elections. We're, we're, we're getting enough votes to span the gap, you know, in three-way races. We're in, in heads up races. We're getting, you know, 45% of the vote in a lot of these heads up races that we get in, you know, that's, that's how close we are. And it just takes a, a small paradigm shift in the way that people think and, and their willingness to not just blindly follow and pull a lever for who they're just used to voting for or who they're afraid of. You know, there's about 20% of Americans that are Democrats. There's about 20% of Americans that are, that are Republicans. And there's about 60% of people that vote out of fear. And that's and that's not representative politics. That's not representative, you know, democracy. <sighs> Extremely wise words. I do greatly appreciate that. But, Bo, we've got to wrap up the show. If people want to, you know, they want to reach out to you, they want to learn more about LPVA and everything else. How can they, you know, how, the, how can they track you down? Uh, LP Virginia spelled out dot org. 
lpvirginia.org is our website. You can go on there, um, you know, join, donate, email me, uh, chair at lpvirginia.org. Feel free. Um, you know, love to talk. Awesome stuff. Bo Brown from LPVA, thank you so much for coming on the program, sir. This was a great conversation, and it's, you know, it it's going to make me definitely reassess where I am right now, especially as we just inch closer and closer and closer towards another freaking election because it just never ends here in Virginia. It never ends. Yep, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, folks, you know, you, you got to make your own decisions. Only you can live with you. And if you think that you're going in a direction that promotes liberty, I'll go with you. But at the same time, we have to think, where are we going tomorrow? Not just once we get to that one day. Where are we going the day after that? And think. Help me out. Leave a rating and review on iTunes. You know, let me know how you like the show. And, you know, reach out to us as always. But, uh, you know, I've got to let you go. As always, take care of your neighbor. Go treat yourself. And I'm Remso W. Martinez, America. Good night. Stay connected to Liberty's Rabble Rouser on Facebook and Twitter to stay up to date with the latest episodes, blogs, and other available content. What are you waiting for?